What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, my name is Caleb Rutherford, and I'm your host, and I'm excited that we get to complete our part two of two as we are continuing in this idea of what is Christian living, specifically talking about the word love here that is found in 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm appreciative that you're with me, that you're listening to this podcast. I hope that it has been beneficial and helpful to you in your walk with Christ. I know that it has been in mine, and I know I say that every single time, but I just hope uh, that you are enjoying this as much as I am. I certainly love and appreciate the opportunity to be able to do this. I'm grateful for the Scattered Bud Network, everything that it means to me, um, and hopefully what it means to you and what it is doing and helping uh, you, hopefully. Uh, we have a lot of resources, a lot of things that you can use uh, that will uh potentially help you uh, in your walk with Christ and help you grow. And I hope that that is the case for each of you. As I know, again, it is for me. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm excited that we are closing out this particular uh, topic on these two episodes. Um, next week, we're going to begin in another uh, part one of part two, uh, as we talk about the word why, <clears throat> excuse me. And again, you remember last, if you were with the, if you're listening last week, you remember that I was talking about how obviously the word why is not in uh, the Christian graces of Second Peter chapter one, but it's important to understand why we even do a study like this. And I want to close out by talking about why this study was so important. And maybe if you missed a few, you can go back and you can uh, you can catch those at a different time and a later date. Uh, but once we do that, we'll get into some much more fun stuff because you will finally get to listen to somebody other than me. We'll have some guests come on. But until then, you're stuck with me for just a few more episodes. But regardless of all that, I am so appreciative of uh, the fact that you are here with me uh, as we do this episode today. Again, we're talking about the word love last week. You remember we looked <clears throat> a little bit at uh, a couple of passages about how love is so important to a Christian, uh, to the life of a Christian, that agape love. You remember a couple weeks ago we talked about the word uh, phileo love, the brotherly love that we have for our brothers and sisters in Christ. But uh, last week and then today we're talking about this word agape, the unconditional love that we have for every single person despite what they may have done or not have done to us. And that's the kind of love that we're commanded to have because it's the kind of love that God has for each of us. So we talked about a couple of passages, you remember John chapter 13, we talked about love ought to be our defining characteristic. We talked about Mark 12, 29 through 31, how love is the first greatest commandment. Uh, but then also Colossians 3, how above all of the things that Paul mentioned there, he said love uh, was something that we must put on. We then began looking at the word love and we broke it down into four different points, each letter in the word love serving as a point. And we first talked about the fact that love lifts. Love lifts. It lifts us up. God's love lifts us up out of the depths of sin and allows us to get into a place where we otherwise never would have been able to get. Today, I want to begin with the letter O as we talk about the word overcome. The word overcome. Now, I, when, I, when I thought about this, I contemplated really several different ways um, I wanted to go with this. Uh, but I landed on this one because I think that this is somewhat of a lost concept. Um, in our world uh, today. And I say that because of, well, we'll, we'll get into that as, as we go. I want you to think about this quote, though, from uh, World Video Bible School in one of their commentaries on the word love. Notice what it says. It says, this love recognizes the debt of love owed to God the Father for our redemption, and then we extend this same kind of love to all. This is the only way we will ever understand how it is possible to love our enemies. You see, if we want to be able to overcome the hatred, the animosity that we see out in our world towards those who are our enemies, 
We have to be able to see things from the perspective of God. It is so easy, isn't it? To look at the people who have wronged you, to look at our quote unquote enemies and to treat them in a way that is not loving, treat them in a way that God would never want us to treat them. But it's so easy to fall into that trap because that's exactly what our world does. You see why I wanted you, going back to last uh, last episode last week, you see why I wanted you to look at Romans 5, 8 through 9 from that particular perspective? Because you have to understand, until we have some kind of grasp on what it took from God to love us, then we will never, ever, ever have the right kind of love towards our enemies. It was Martin Luther King who said this, and certainly we don't condone many of the things that Mr. King stood for. However, this stood out to me. He said, I've decided to stick with love because hate is too great a burden to bear. It's obvious that we could choose hate. And to be honest, it's a lot easier, isn't it? I mentioned that a moment ago. It's easy to to, to look at someone and to build up our detest our ill will towards someone who has wronged us. It's easy to look at people who have done what they shouldn't have done, maybe not even to us, but done something to other people or whatever it might be, and we have a hatred for them. But what would Jesus do? You remember those wristbands that, that and the T-shirts and all that stuff that came out long ago with WWJD on it? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus came to this earth. He died for us, Philippians 2 because of his unconditional agape love for every single person. Should that not be what our attitude towards others is as well? I know we know Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, love your enemies. When Jesus said, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you uh, and persecute you. And again, we might say, sure, Jesus, easier said than done. But Jesus did it. He said it, but he did it. See, our Lord was the epitome, is the epitome of loving your enemies, is he not? And everything that Christ did, he did it for those who loved him, but he also did it for those who hated him. And what a pattern that is for us. Love has to overcome those boundaries or those barriers that we as a world, as a society, a culture, as individuals might have put up. We have to be able to overcome those and love the people around us. But then number four, or excuse me, number three, as we think about the word V, or the letter V, I want to think about the word value. Love values. We are going to love what we value in this life, aren't we? Whatever is most important to us, whatever is deemed worthy of my time, my attention, my energy, that is for what we will ultimately have and find a love. Four things very quickly that I think we need to value as individuals. Number one, we need to value value our marriages. We need to value our marriages. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 29, I know that a lot of emphasis when we read this is placed upon marriage, and I know that that's what we're talking about here. And yet, when I look at the relationship between Christ and the church, that was the emphasis. That was the point. And the marriage is what is being uh, laid aside, laid next to. The, the relationship that Jesus had with the church, not the other way around. And so in Ephesians 5, 22 through 29, he compares, Paul does, a way that a husband loves his wife is the same way that Christ loves the church. He, he talks about the submission that a wife shows for her husband. When a spouse, you know, has that correct agape love for their spouse, they will certainly value that relationship. And a spouse won't allow anything to get in the way of that. They won't allow work. 
or sports or recreation or other, you know, family, whatever it might be to come in the way of that relationship. They understand passages like Genesis 2 and verse 4, Matthew 19, 5 and 6, the idea of leaving the family and everything else and cleaving and becoming one to their spouse. Far too often we see spouses placing an importance upon everything else, perhaps maybe even their own family members over their marriage. And every single time, what do we see? We see that marriage crumble, don't we? There's an illustration that I've always seen and heard of, that of a triangle. And you look at the husband at one bottom end of the triangle, the wife at the other bottom end of the triangle, God at the very top point of the triangle. And as the two individuals grow closer to God, they immediately also grow closer to who? To each other, as they both grow and rise up towards God. We have to understand how important it is to love and to value those kinds of relationships within our marriages. Number two, I have to value my family. I have to value my family. We, I know we've talked about it before, but if you truly value your family, parents, you're going to show your family how much you value the Lord. They are watching, children are watching, learning, studying everything that you do as a parent. So important. I find it interesting, Deuteronomy chapter 6, the the instructions given to the parents. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning in verse 6, the Bible says, These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Excuse me, I'm reading from the wrong version. I had another Bible open up, and I wasn't even paying attention. Let me go back to this. Deuteronomy chapter 6, notice beginning here um, in uh, in verse 6. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. What's the idea here, Moses? What are you telling us? Teach your children. Not only on Sundays and Wednesdays, parents, but literally all the time. When you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, when you rise up. It's so important that we teach and impress upon our children the importance and the value of God, His Word, and His church. And when you do that the right way, you are literally living out the kind of love that God would have you to have. It's been said before, as goes the home, so goes the church. Parents, place an emphasis on godly things, and I promise, I promise, you will see a major difference in your children. Then I have to see number three, I have to value my brethren. And I know we talked about this um, just a few weeks ago when we talked about the phileo love, but I'll just briefly mention it again. You know, when we understand the kind of attitude that we should have for our brothers and sisters, when we understand that, then we can have the right kind of love. Galatians 5 and verse 13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Again, it ought to be our motivating factor. Just as love ought to fuel and be our defining characteristics as a Christian, it also ought to fuel our willingness to serve our brothers and sisters. But then, number four, I have to love myself. I have to value myself. Love and value myself. I know that that might seem, I don't know, somewhat contradictory, right, to the way of a Christian because so much emphasis is placed on others. And, And rightly so. We must focus on the people around us and do all that we can to help them and encourage them. But I fear that we sometimes we focus so much on others that we completely forget about ourselves. We have to see our own value, don't we? 
We have to see our own wealth and our own worth as an individual. In Mark 12 and verse 31, we talked about it at the very beginning of this, uh, of this study going back to last week. But Jesus was finishing up his thought of us loving God with everything that we have. And he concludes by saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Evidently, there's supposed to be value and love placed upon yourself, isn't there? Otherwise, the comparison would have never been made. Think about it. The fact that Jesus Christ died for you gives you value and worth. So live your life with purpose to serve God. But then here's number four. The last letter in the word love is the word E. And I want to think about the word exemplifies. Love exemplifies. I want to close out by thinking about 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, certainly a great passage. Um, you know, when I, when I think about the word love, I immediately go to 1 John chapter 4 because the word love and the way that we are to love our brothers and sisters and the way that we are to love God is laid out for us right there. But if there's one chapter on the book of love, uh, I probably would take you to 1 Corinthians 13 or I would take you to 1 John chapter 4. Because I think 1 John 4 showcases the love that we are supposed to have in order to have a relationship with God because we have to understand that God is love. 1 John 4, beginning in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, in that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If there was any way to close out a series on love, I think this is the passage to use. Because you see, if we want to have a love that exemplifies our faith in God, our attitude towards those around us, a life that Christ lived, we must have agape love. The love that God has for us and that he sent Christ to die for us, to be the propitiation, the atonement, the appeasement for our sins. If that's not love, then friends, I don't know what love is. I hope that this series has been beneficial for you as we've been looking at the word love and understanding how important it is to make sure that we as individuals, as Christians, put love within our lives, not only towards our brethren, not only towards our family, but to simply every single person with whom we come in contact. I hope that that has been something that has been uh, helpful to you and perhaps maybe with your outlook on life on the people that are around you. I'm appreciative that you've been with me. Looking forward to one more uh, part one and two of two looking into next week and the week after and then we will dive into some episodes with some guests i'm grateful that you're listening to us here on the scattered abroad network if you would go to our website scatteredabroad.org find all the information there find our podcast on all major podcast platforms uh send us an email the scattered abroad network at gmail.com if you have any comments any questions anything that you would like for us to consider or to know uh, certainly we have a lot of things coming up and we're excited for that a lot of new announcements coming up uh so check our social media facebook instagram all those things and you can find us there looking forward to being with you next week and until then thank you so much and god bless thank you so much for listening to this episode on the scattered abroad network we are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers if you would like to find out more about our network please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org we look forward to studying with you again soon may god bless you